Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, I'm excited, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. We have so much expectation for what the Lord is, has done. You know, a lot of times when we, when we enter into a fast, you know, depending on how long it is, sometimes the, the, the provision or the breakthrough or whatever you're believing God for shows up after the fast. But it's not impossible for things to happen along the way. Because, because of these 21 days, things have been happening along the way. God has been blessing breakthroughs. We've heard, we heard uh, several testimonies from those who have uh, who've, uh, reached out to the AV team, and we've seen some of the testimonies. But we know that there are more. There are more testimonies of what God has done in these 21 days in your life personally, even though it was a corporate, corporate fast. And we know corporately we have, we have expectation for God to do some things, amen, as well. And so we're excited, you know, about what the Lord is doing in this season because we know that there's been transformations. We know there have been breakthroughs. We know, amen, that, that some of us has turned around in a different uh, direction. I mean, this may have been your first time fasting, but there was a change in your life. And so that's the thing that that encourages you to keep on going, to do things different, because the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Amen. My objective in this series, or has been this series, to teach believers the importance of fasting and how it impacts your life. You understand? Fasting will impact your life. You know, it's not about the food. We've had a whole lot of questions about food. No, it's not about the food. Amen. Yes, we want to make some sacrifice as relates to food. We talked about a Daniel fast. We gave you instructions if you were beginners. But don't get caught up in the food because while you're trying to figure out about the food, you're missing your time with the Lord. You're missing that, that intimate time, amen, that, that deeper relationship where you're going after God. That This is the purpose of the fast. It's so I can draw closer to the Lord. Some of us are so far apart from God, don't really know him, and fasting will allow you to get back in his, get back in his presence, get back in his face, set up some regimens, amen, of getting in his presence so that you can create a habit of seeking his face and praising him. The Bible says if you'll draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. Amen. You know, I think about the prodigal son, when he was coming back to, the, coming back to his father, his father was already coming to him. He didn't wait for him to come all the way to the house. As he was making his way back, his father saw him from afar and began to approach him. That's how Father God is. When he see you turning around and, and coming back towards him and, and drawing near to him, then he begins to draw near you. Yeah, like, oh, you coming after me? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Amen? Yeah, so we believe that as we pray and seek God at the beginning of the year, we believe that the rest of the year will be blessed. Well, Pastor, would it be blessed if you don't fast? I'm sure it will. But guess what? We're doing something because we have expectation of more from God. Come on, we're making a sacrifice because we're believing God for so much. This is a year of harvest, amen. We're believing God for so many souls and so many family members, friends, co-workers, amen, enemies, glory to God, as we heard this morning, to come into the kingdom of God, to be saved and set free. And sometimes it takes for us to lay down our own lives. Greater love has no man than this, that he will lay down his life for his friends. Amen? So that's what, that's what we're doing at the beginning of this year. And we're believing God that he will bless our entire year. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have created habits on this fast. Habits of reading. Habits of praying. Habits of just setting time aside for God. And some of us didn't have that before, so this is always good. It's always good to create a habit, not religion, but create a habit of just spending time with God and getting in his presence and worship him and learning how to hear from God, listening for him. Amen? All right, so to fast. Fast means to abstain from food for a certain period, omitting the usual meals to starve specific appetites or pleasures. We're not eating the same thing we were eating, amen, before, I mean, during the fast that we was eating prior to the fast. It has to be some kind of shift. Again, we don't focus on the food, but we're going to omit some things. I'm not just going to do everything I was doing, amen, like, like it's just normal. No, it's not normal. The, look, we're not even living in normal times. 
These are not normal times, so I have to do some things abnormal. I have to do some different things in this year because of even the season and the times that we're living in. And I want to draw closer to God on this year. I want to lay down some things on this year so I have to make tough decisions. Amen. You have to make tough decisions. Laying aside some things. Laying aside those things. Amen. Listen, it's not like you're not going to eat again. You're going to eat it again. You're going to get to it. <laughs> I mean, great day. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, just one month and we just freaking out. We don't know what food, how to eat. We don't know what food. We think we're starving and we just, I can't eat nothing. We mad. Because we hungry. <laughs> Some people look, just go to bed. Let me just start over tomorrow. Let me just see what happens tomorrow. Let's just go to bed. Let's go to bed. <laughs> going on to sleep. Man, you're going to sleep mighty early. It's only 7 o'clock. Well, you know, at least I, I, mean, I can sleep through the fast at least. <laughs> no, no, but it's a time. But I know people do that, but it's a time, you know what I'm saying, to, you know what, let me do something else with that time. Let me read a book. You know what I'm saying? Let me read some spiritual, some information. Let me listen to some, let me catch up on some series I hadn't listened to. Let me go on YouTube and binge Jesus. Let me binge the word of God. Man, we binge all these series and all that kind of stuff, man. We watching two, two hours, two hours, two hours, sometimes one hour, one hour. Oh, I mean, five hours gone just like this. What would happen if you would spend that time in the word? What would happen if you were able to pray and seek the Lord? What would happen to your spiritual life? What would happen? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we read that. Fasting is a private commitment. You know, and the Bible says what's done in private or what's done in secret will be what? Oh, Lord. Oh. We got the expectation for reward. Come on. What about you? You have expectation for reward? Because what's, what's done in secret, what's done in private, the Bible says it's going to be rewarded openly. So nobody else have to see you, but God see you. God see your sacrifice. God see when, when a temptation came and you laid it down. God see when they was bringing donuts to work and when they was bringing all this other, you know what I'm saying, all this, you know, just all of a sudden now that everybody want to feed you. And look, and of course it's going to be the things you like because a temptation is not a temptation unless it's a temptation. You don't like chocolate cake anyway. That's not a temptation for you. Amen? So, so most of the time, there are going to be things that, that you like that's going to come in your, you know, in your eye gates or on your job or you're just going to fall upon it. People are going to offer you all kinds of things. Why are they doing that? They don't know what you, what's going on in your life, but you do. And it's the same thing we come to Christ sometimes. You know, I can remember myself when I came into the Lord. I remember, you know, uh, you know, again, some of y'all know my testimony, some of you don't, coming off drugs and homelessness and jail and all that kind of stuff and getting saved and then being, you know, now I'm saved. Now, I, you know, I'm getting stuff free. I'm getting drugs free. You understand? I, you know, so all these things are offered to me now. Now, why? Why? Because I'm saved now because, because now God has a destiny for you. You know what I'm saying? Men throwing themselves on you. Women throwing themselves on you. You know, no, you're not that cute. You're not that handsome. I promise you, it's something on the inside of you. Somebody is on the inside of you, amen, as an anointing on your life that's drawing folk. And you got to know it ain't for to sleep with them. I can't make everybody your bo my boyfriend, everybody my girlfriend. I need to know that they're coming because of something that's in me. And I got to give them Jesus. Because listen, that's really why they're being drawn. I'm not saying you don't look good. You look beautiful. All of y'all, handsome as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So come on, man. I'm asking God for the, to break these habitual practices that are not pleasing to him. I wrote goals down. We wrote goals down. Ministry goals, personal goals, family goals. And man, we're focused. We got to get focused on this year. I'm not just going to glide through this year doing the same old, same old. No, 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 no. I'm going to take this year by the, by the horns, I say. You understand? Because, you know, a couple years ago, I would choke the year. You understand? So I'm a little less. <laughs> Let's not be bad. Let's take the years by the horns, amen. Take them by the shoulder. Take them by the hand. How about this? Take them by the hand. Take the year by the hand and just, you understand, and pull whatever God has for you to you. Because it's not going to happen overnight. And it's not going to happen without some effort. 
without some effort, amen, being put in on your, on your part. Amen? All right, let's go to the word, 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. We've been reading this scripture for the last two years, <laughs> pretty much, in our prayer time. And, and um, you know, I just really want us to believe what we're reading. So I said, you know what, well, let me share this. 2 Chronicles 7, but I'm going to read it out of the Living Bible. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, uh, start reading at verse 13. It says, if I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, if I command the locusts, now it's an if here, if I do this, if I shut up the, the heavens, there is no rain. If I command the locust swarms to eat up all of your crops, or if I send an epidemic among you. God said, if I send an epidemic among you. So, me being a person that like to research things, I just went and looked at some of the epidemics that's been in the world. Not, not what we're dealing with right now, but just some things that's happened in the world. In 1918, there was a flu and there was over 20 million deaths. There was a modern plague in, from 1894 to 1903 where 10 million people died. The Asian flu from 57, 1957 to 1958, 2 million people. The Russian flu, 1889 to 1890, 1 million. The Hong Kong flu, 1968 to 69, another million people. And look, so I, I just trying to think, why they got a problem calling this thing the China virus? I got all this on the Wikipedia. They, they said it was the Hong Kong and all these, boy, Asian and all these. So what's the problem? <laughs> this virus, what I'm saying is this, the same virus that's even out here today, just like we live through all of this, pe the people are resilient. God, a plague is not going to take out the people of God. Because we know the word. There were men and women of God even praying during these times. And God heard their cry. And yes, there were casualties. But you know what? There were other people who survived and lived through these things. Some of them gone now. But they remember. Just like we're going to remember. There are going to be some people that's going to grow up that's not going to remember the things that we went through. And we're going to be able to tell the story when we get older. I'm saying this, because, I'm saying this to encourage you that this is not going to last forever. Amen. doesn't matter what they're saying. These things come and they go. Do you hear me? They come and they go. And we've been praying for two years that it's gone. So as far as I'm concerned, it's already gone. I mean, it's gone to me. It, when I say it's gone, I mean it's gone. It's gone. And it needs to be gone to you. Because if it's gone to you, it can't come near you. It's gone to me. It's gone to me. Don't, don't ever try to attack me again. Are you hearing me? Oh, I, I, ain't, I ain't saying I'm all that. I'm talking about the Lord. I'm, I'm standing on the word. Because my words don't mean nothing. But his does. His does. And I believe every one of them. I believe every one of them. So if he, if he sent it, we're not saying God sent any of these things. He's saying if he sent it, then if my people, my people, his people, the church, if the church, if the church will rise up. If my people will humble themselves, the best way to humble ourselves is through fasting. Fasting will humble you quicker than anything else. Some of us are just too hard. You understand? Fasting will humble you. Fasting will, will allow you to see the word as it is and will allow you to take down when you need to take down and stand up when you need to stand up. It will also humble you, but it will produce a boldness in your life as well. Fasting will do it. Yeah. And it will cause you to walk humble as well. So it says, my people, then if my people will humble themselves, look, and pray, and pray, can't leave prayer out, and search for me or seek me. And then it says what? Turn all the way around from wickedness. Turn talking to the church, turn from their wicked ways. The church has wicked ways. The church 
had wicked ways. And God is saying, if we would turn away and if we would do some things, he would do some stuff. And God is dependent on us because he is not coming down and doing anything about what we, that's why people have these questions. Why? Where's God? Why isn't God doing anything? What? God's saying, why are you not doing anything? I gave you my word. I gave you my promises. What do you mean? I gave you eternal life. We need to do something. We need to do something. Amen? Yeah. So turn from their wicked way, says, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin. He's going to forgive us for our wickedness. He's going to forgive our sins. And then he says, I'll heal their land. We need healing in our land desperately, not just from a virus. We need healing from mindsets. Come on. People need healing in their mind. People need healing in their body. People need healing in their marriages, with their children, with their loved ones. People need healing in our land. And God is looking for the church's people to rise up and stand in a gap for these souls. This is the year of harvest. This is the time that God has allowed, allotted us at Kingdom Life Church. This is what's been a... Um, you know, share with us to lead you in this year of harvest because of what he wants to do this year. God wants to bring more souls in. Share with you last week or week before last, hell has enlarged itself. We want to enlarge heaven. Come on, I want to be a part of the, the saints who have enlarged heaven. Where I can get to heaven and, and, and God, oh my goodness, thank you, son. So many souls you brought into the kingdom of God. Come on, who wants to have that testimony that you brought souls into the kingdom of God? Look, not just yourself. You're not just responsible for you. You're just getting in on your own. Now, what about the other people? <laughs> yeah. So he says, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins. He said, look, and then I will listen wide awake to every prayer made in this place. It takes true humility to fast, saints. Because the flesh doesn't want to fast. The flesh doesn't want to lay down anything. The flesh wants pleasure. And so what I would share with our family over the years and over time is, you know, when we're eating something or we're thinking about what we're going to eat, you understand? What we're trying to do is we're not trying to please our flesh. I'm not trying to make my flesh happy during this fast. I'm trying to punish my flesh during this fast. So I'm going to starve him of all those foods that he like. I'm going to eat stuff that the flesh don't like. Are you hearing me? Because if you allow your taste buds and your flesh to have its way, then guess what? It's still governing you. It's still governing you. Because remember, you're a spirit. So who appetite is it? Where did it come from? Who does it really belong to? I don't got to do this. It's not a big deal. Esau did the same thing. And remember what happened to Esau. His destiny. His destiny. Was, was taken away from him. He gave it away because of food. He gave it away because of food. Fasting will prepare you for a new anointing. God wants to do something fresh in your life this year. God wants to do something new in your life. And fasting, amen, as we are fasted, God has prepared us for a new anointing. Amen. Bible says he's not going to put old wine or new wine into an old wine skin. So, so we have received a new anointing. God has poured in some new things. Why? Because we've made, we've made him important and we begin to separate ourselves from those old things. Make space for the new. If, it's, if you don't have any more space in your, in your life, then how is he going to pour new in? You have to empty out the old so he can pour in the new. Glory to God. I don't want the same old life. I want something new. Right. You hold on to the old, you can be sure the new is placed on hold. You hold on to your old life, then what you're doing is you're telling your new life, <laughs> you got to wait, buddy. Wait your turn. <laughs> I'm so glad, amen, that I got to a place where I turned over my old life to the Lord. And trusted him with the new life that he had for me. He has a brand new life for you. But he, but he wants you to give up the old life. Exchange it. You understand? Listen, 
it's not even a fair exchange. Why are we holding on to something? <laughs> it doesn't even, it's, the value is not even there. And we hold on tight. Why? Because we're just familiar and we're comfortable with it. That's the only reason we hold on to it. But God is saying, trust me. Trust me with something new. I got something new for you. Got some other things I want you to do. Some other people I want you to meet. But you got to let go of the old. You have to trust. It's a walk of faith. Everything we do in the kingdom is by faith. Amen. Yeah, we're looking for new miracles, right? Signs and wonders, amen, breakthroughs, deliverance, healing. Yeah, souls be coming in. Come on. So, so we've made the sacrifice. So we have expectation. I have expectation that from today going forward, man, we're going to see the supernatural. We're going to see more of God showing up. We're going to see signs and wonders, amen, following the word. You're going to see it. Man, you're going to see it. You're going to see it. Romans, look at Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. And it says this, and so, it's familiar scripture, and so, dear brothers, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living sacrifice. When we fast, we gave our bodies to God. Come on, man. We, we gave up everything. We gave up pleasures. We gave up. We gave it up. We gave it up for God. You know, I, you know I'm not a, I don't, I don't say, I want to say I drink coffee every day, but I drank it enough that I needed to give it up for the fast. I'll go back to it. But for the fast, because it was something I did regularly. See, some people think they can't operate unless they had a cup of coffee. That's your flesh saying that. That's your flesh. Well, shoot, I can't get myself together that I had a cup of coffee. Oh, okay. You believe that? What, you don't, so you don't even remember a time when you won't drink a coffee because you, I, believe, I believe you did okay. I believe you woke up, you went to work. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, when you were younger, I don't think your mom gave you no coffee when you got up. Come on, baby, let's get some coffee. I know because you're not going to be able to go to school if I don't get you this cup of coffee. No, these are habits that we created. These are things we put on ourselves, and then we lie to ourselves and say that I can't do without X, Y, and Z. It's not the truth. And God is looking for your sacrifice. God, you willing to sacrifice doing this fast? Because if you did, <laughs> you can have an expectation. Because he's seen what you did in secret, in private. He said, I'm going to reward you openly. Oh, I saw you. I'm going to reward you for that. Yeah, so he says, let them be a living sacrifice. We're presenting our bodies on this fast, amen. We present it as a, a sacrifice that's alive. We allow the fire of God to burn off any and everything that's not like him. We set ourselves up on this altar. God, whatever is not like you, the way I think, the way I talk, amen, how I walk, the things I'm doing, Lord, burn it off while I'm alive. Ah! <laughs> Yeah, a living sacrifice. Then he says, holy. Say holy. holy. The praise team said it to us about 20 times. Holy, holy. Yeah, a living sacrifice. Holy. Holiness is still right. <laughs> Holiness, the kind he can accept. When you think of what he has done for you, is this too much to ask? You think of what God did for you. You think about where he found you. You think about how he delivered you, how he freed your mind. Oh, my goodness. You'll be lost. You'll be out of your mind today. Ain't no telling where you'll be. Amen. But when you think about that, surrendering your life is a small thing. It's a small task. This sacrifice is small compared to the thing that he's done for you. Nothing. So we have expectation that the Lord done went ahead of us in this year. Angels have went ahead of us and, and they're, they're, they're doing what needs to be done to, to connect all the dots and making sure that, that, that our crooked place is straight this year. And you understand, people are being freed and delivered because of you making a sacrifice. 
you may not even know all that's going to happen. You may not even know, you understand, some of the people until you get to heaven. Chains are being broken because of your sacrifice. Your sacrifice, God is moving on somebody else's behalf. Praise God. Yeah, then it says, verse 2 says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Fasting will help you break that off of you. Fasting will, will help you to not try to keep up what the world is doing. Fasting will not allow, not allow you to participate in every old thing the world is doing. Let's not copy their behaviors. Let's not copy their customs. The Bible says we're in it this world, but we're not of this world. The world needs to see a believer, a true believer, amen, walking with the Lord so they can see a model of what they would desire to be like. And they're throwing all us in the box with other religions. Like we're all the same and we're not. We're not the same. We don't serve the same God. Our God is alive. <laughs> the only true and living God. Don't copy those behaviors. Look, then it says, but be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think. Reading the Bible for these 21 days, creating that habit, praying for these 21 days. Now on day 22, you're, you, you've, you've set a regimen. It's like, oh, man, I need to pray. I need to pray today. I need to read. I've been doing this for 21 days. I, I, need, I, I need to read. There's also an opportunity to step back from, from things that we've been eating, and we can make a conscious decision. Like, you know what? Some of this stuff I might not go back to. I may not even go back to half of this stuff, but then I may go. You know what I'm saying? So you're able to make that decision when you make a conscious effort to look at what's been going around you. Sometimes we don't sit still enough to see what our life look like. We're moving so much, so we don't really even see what's going on. I thank God, I'm telling you, and I've been sitting for years, but just, just I think about when I came to the Lord, it was because I was sitting. Even though I was homeless, it was because I was still. And I began to look over my life outside of jail. Getting in jail, getting saved, and then still looking over my life. Pondering. Man, you, you, man you've made a wreck of this thing, boy. What are you going to do different, man? Are you going to keep doing it this way? Are you going to keep being irresponsible? Are you going to keep doing you, 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 you. And, and I'm talking to myself. And that's what we have to do. We have to look at our life. And look on the inside and be like, you know what? I need to do something different. Can't keep going down this same road expecting something different to happen. Listen, nothing different is going to happen. I got to do something different to provoke the different. We're sitting back and we're not paying attention and just go rolling through life. And God is so much, and God has so much potential on the inside of you. So, much, so many things he want to use you for. Some of us sometimes we're stuck, but God says, but be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and in all you think. Then look, then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. You know, the traditional King James says, then you will know the will of God for your life. But everybody wants to know the will of God, but very few people want to sacrifice. I want to know your will. I want to know what I'm called to do. I know I know what I'm here for. And on the other hand, we forget to read verse one. That it started off saying you need to lay your body down as a living sacrifice. You just sacrifice yourself. Because when you sacrifice yourself, then God said, and I will lead you to his will, to my perfect will. We're just wandering around the desert in the wilderness, not knowing what we're really supposed to be doing because we haven't taken time to truly surrender our life and our bodies to him. He said, I purchased you. You've been bought with a price. You don't own yourself. I own you. <laughs> yeah, God owns us. He owns us. He's our Lord and our Savior. He gets to tell us what to do, 
how to do it, look, and who to do it with. Why? Because he's our Lord and our Savior. Wow, let's shift real quick. All right, praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, I'm going to read Second Chronicles, man. This is how we're going to close out. I, I was reading this uh, early part of this week, and I was just seeing how so many supernatural things happened as a result of Jehoshaphat and when he went to battle and when he called a fast. And, and so I want to read, read some of that. I'm, I'm going to get the praise scene to come up. You know, not right now. I'll let y'all know. Praise God. But, it's, but we're going we're gonna to close out today, amen, with a, pray, with a high praise a high praise of expectation. A high praise of expectation. You understand? Because your life and my life is not the same. And I don't want you to believe it's the same. Whether you see different or not, I want you to know it is different. Something has happened in the spirit. Amen. And, I, and, and all I want us to do, we're going to praise God in expectation for what he's already put in place. And as we continue to go through life in this week, we're going to see certain things begin to manifest. We're going to begin to see things that we've prayed for show up. We're going to begin to see those chains break. We're going to begin to see loved ones, amen, get healed and set free and delivered. We're going to begin to see certain things happen. And you're going to know, wow, it was a sacrifice. It was what I laid down. It was what I laid down. So, so Jehoshaphat, he was, he was surrounded by enemies. He was surrounded by a lot of enemies, amen, a lot of enemies. So he called a fast for all of Judah, for all of Judah. And, you know, just like us, we do a fast at the beginning of the year. Every beginning of the year, we do a 21-day fast. And every year, the, my flesh wants to take back and say something different. Like, man, we don't got to do it this year, do we? You got to know who's talking to you. The flesh don't want to please God. The flesh doesn't want to do anything related to God. I'm not going to let my flesh talk me out of the promises, the blessing, the increase, the favor, the anointing, and all the things that God has for me just to eat. As if I don't eat the rest of the year the way I want to. I can't make this sacrifice for 21 days. Out the whole year. God is calling you higher. He's calling you higher. He don't want you to stay the same. He don't want you to stay in the same place. He don't want you to settle for the same old thing year in and year out. God wants to use you tremendously this year. You're going to be a part of those that will reach the loss. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, Jesus. Look, they desperately needed to know the plans of God. Come on, let's, let's start reading it, uh, verse, verse 5. 2 Chronicles 20, uh, verse 5. It says, Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord. You know, it's interesting when I begin to, well, well let's just keep reading. Let's keep reading. In the house of the Lord. Amen. In the house of the Lord. Before the, before the new court. Verse 6 says, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? So Jehoshaphat, after he heard word, what was happening, everything, he's now he's going into, it looks, sounds like he's going to petition the Lord. Amen. So, so verse 6 again says, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nation? And in your hand, is there not power and might so that no one is able to stay, withstand you? I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I can hear it as I'm saying it. God is like, yes, yes, that's me. Go on, go on, go on. What else you got? No, that's how we start praying. Lord, I exalt you. Lord, I magnify you, God. God, you're the head. You're, the, you're not the tail. You know what I'm saying? You begin to exalt the Lord and tell him how awesome he is, how mighty he is. Amen, how he is the creator of all. You're omniscient. You're omnipresent. You're omnipotent. You know, you begin to exalt God. This is how we go into prayer. Amen. Not Lord, get her, get him. God said, look, I ain't heard from you all day. You know how you, you, know how you be communicating sometimes and somebody just start texting you and you ain't talked to them in two days and they just start saying, I'm like, I mean, well, good morning. I mean, because I, I ain't talked to you in, like, last week. And they just started talking. Like, we were just talking a few minutes ago. Oh, we, we ain't been talking. How about a little greeting before we get going? 
before you start your petition, let's do a let's do a greeting. Let's 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 practice a greeting. Hello, how are you? How's your day? Is everything all right? Jehoshaphat knew what to do. He started exalting the Lord. He said, Oh man, I ain't gonna tell God about what's going on because he already know anyway. So let me start exalting him. Let me enter into his presence, exalting him and and, and just tell him how good he is and how awesome he is. And, you know, just, let me just worship him. Praise God. Verse 7 says, look, he just keeps going. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? The other thing Jehoshaphat is doing, he's making, he's making God bigger than his problem. When you begin to exalt the Lord or magnify the Lord, as David said, you make God bigger than your issue. Because your issue can seem so big until you start exalting God. You start talking about how great God, oh my goodness, your issue starts shrinking down. Like, man, this is nothing to God. And that's what's happening, I believe, in Jehoshaphat's life as he's exalting the Lord. Verse 8 says, and they, look, it says, and they dwell in it, talking about the children of Israel, and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster, verse 9, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, that sounds familiar, don't it? Don't that sound like what we just read? I mean, I know we ain't, we still in the Chronicles, so, yeah. Sound like something we just read. If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence or famine we will stand before his temple and in your presence for your name is in this temple and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save us that sound that sound like what, what, what we're just reading in uh in uh second chronicles 7 uh, 13 through 15 jehoshaphat is saying listen when these things happen i'm coming to church I'm coming to the temple. I'm coming to the sanctuary so I can offer up praise to you. I'm not going to fight this battle by myself. I'm not going to isolate myself. I'm going to come in the presence of other believers because of the thing that we're believing him for. That's what he said. He said, I'm going, he said, we will stand before this temple and in your presence for your name is in this temple and we're going to cry out, cry out to you in our affliction. In our flip, when I'm hurt, when I'm in pain, the issue I'm going through. Look, we say it this way, bring your problems to church. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just dealing with a little son. Well, don't deal with it at home. Go on, come on to church. Maybe you'll hear something to help you deal with what you're dealing with. Why deal with it at home? Guess what? You, you at home and it's going to be the same. I'm not saying God can't fix it. But I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to, no. If the adversary fighting me on a Sunday morning and I ain't bleeding, you understand? Because I need to go to the doctor, you understand? I'm bleeding, you understand? I'm coming to church. That's why we was raised to go, no, you not devil. It ain't even the devil, but we going to say it's the devil. You know, flat my tire. You done caused my car not to start. Devil, you own everything. You done, you done caught my milk and waste this morning. I done messed up my clothes I was going to wear today. You know what? I'm going to go and stay. No, I'm not going to stay home. I'm going to find me something else to wear. Uh, if I got to iron it, you understand? I'm going to find something else and put it on. But I'm going to church because I know you're fighting me for something. Something is happening. And I need to make sure I don't miss what God want to do. Ha happens all the time. Yeah, so Jehoshaphat said, I know what I'm going to do. We're going to church, y'all. We're going to church and we're going to cry out. On behalf of our city, on behalf of our nation, on behalf of our family members, on behalf of our friends and our world, we're going to church. Somebody got to stand in the gap while everybody else is asleep. Somebody got to stand in the gap and pray to God while everybody else is set in their ways. They don't even know why they're doing so good because they're your neighbor. And because when you pray, blessings come on them. When you fast, blessings come on them. You don't know, they don't know why the block is so blessed. Because you live on it. <laughs> All these things happening because you are there, the child of God. Say that when access, we see access in front of us, like, thank God we was behind them. Thank God we was behind them because the angels helped. Angels saved them because of us. I think like that. I'd be seeing all in the spirit like, shoot. I know some stuff happening, man, that we can't see. 
This is verse 10. And now here are the people of Ammon, the Ammonites, the Moabites, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. Jehoshaphat said, you didn't let us invade them people when we came out of Egypt. You know, the Ammonites, they're descendants of, um, of Lot's family. I'm like, now hold on now. You Abraham cousins. Why y'all, why your people t- attacking the children of Israel? It's strange how they've how they been fighting all. I mean, it's family, man. Don't take it strange that family fighting today. Family been fighting forever. They've been warring forever. That's why we have to do something. We got, we got, we got to pray for them. And just like God spared them, God, at, at this time, God spared them. He said, God, you didn't let us, God, you didn't let us invade them. So you would not let Israel invade them when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not destroy them. Now here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. No people like that. <laughs> I know you do. Amen. But God is saying, okay, all right. Verse 12. Oh, oh God, oh our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming up against us. How many times do we feel powerless against situations and circumstances or where issues seem so big sometimes? Things that we're going through and things even that other people may be going through, family members and friends and loved ones. And it, it just seems like it's just rough. It's a tough time. It's a tough season in, in so-and-so's life. It, it seems like that sometimes. It seems like this multitude is coming up against us. They appear bigger than us. But Jehoshaphat has petitioned the Lord. He's reverencing God and petitioning God because he need his help. We need God's help in our life as well. We need the help of God. Amen. Every day we need his help. We need his guidance every single day. Every time we wake up, we need the Lord. We need the Lord. And verse 12 says, oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. We don't know what to do, Lord, but you know what? But our eyes on you. How many times you don't know what to do, but you still focus on Jesus? I don't have all the answers. I don't know what we should be doing. I don't know all that's going to happen. But you know what? I know who to keep my eyes on. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus because I know I can't take my eyes off him. Taking my eyes off him is trying to do it my own way. Taking my eyes off him is trying to go about it away outside of the kingdom. No, I need to keep my eyes on the Lord because I got to do it God's way. And sometimes it's easy to turn away or, do, or try to figure out ourselves because we know how to get something done. Come on now, I ain't got to wait on God. You know what? I'm going to make this happen. I mean, what? But we have to learn. We have to learn because there's a balance between sitting back and doing nothing Amen. Or, or doing something that's, that's, gonna, that's getting in the way of God. You know, God, let me help you. You know what? Because I know I can help. I know I, I'm sure I can help you with this. I know I can. Just, just let me ease in for a little bit. Amen. Let me get in for a little bit. <laughs> but we can't help God in that sense. But we, but we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. That's our game plan. To focus on the Lord. I know what to do. I don't, I don't have the answers, but I'm going to keep my eyes on the Lord. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Amen. I may not have the wisdom right now, but I'm going to keep my eyes on the Lord. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep fasting. I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to keep looking at God. I'm going to keep praising. Because the adversary, the first thing he tried to do is steal your praise. Because the flesh wants you to wear that bad boy. Flesh wants you to just sit in that mud and just, just, and just. Nobody know what I'm going through. I'm going through. And, and we got to confuse the adversary by praising God anyway. That's why we're going to praise at the end, too. That's why we're going to praise the Lord. Because you have to get involved in your situation the right way. And praise is a weapon. <laughs> praise is a weapon. Amen. Verse 13. Now all Judah with their little ones, all of Judah, right? Not some, right? All of kingdom life, right? All kingdom life, right? Not some of kingdom life. All of kingdom life, right? Oh, everybody fasted in some fashion, right? 
I'm going to tell you how to, I mean, we, we gave you instructions, but praise God. Look, we ain't looking at what you didn't do, couldn't do, whatever. We looking at what you did. You, you tried. You did it the best way you could. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. But it was all of Judah. Look, with their little ones. Man, our kids, man, our kids been fasting since, since they were old enough to, to, you understand, they fasted from something. Oh, you don't got to play with them games. You don't got to eat no chocolate. Who said you have to eat that? These are pleasure things. You don't got to have no pleasure. I ain't have no pleasure. You ain't have no pleasure either. No, everybody fasting. No, everybody in the house fasting from something. They ain't, we, we, they gonna eat what they want to eat. We're going to feed them the way we normally feed them. When they was coming up, as they get older now, now they fasting like us. But when they were younger, it started when they were younger, though. It started when they were younger. Teach them and train them up in the way they should go. Teach them that when we go on this fast, they already know. Oh, they're ready to fast. Yep. No games. No, yep. Yep. Turn it off. No games. Teaching them and training them in the way they should go. That's why Judah said, look, your little ones, too. Everybody. We, especially, look, we got situation going on. Kids don't understand all that, but look, we're going to make a sacrifice with us. You don't know who we believe in God for. You don't know the struggle that's going on in this house. And we need everybody on one accord. Everybody on one accord. We can't have you doing your own thing and everybody else fast. And we believe in God and we struggling. We trying to get a breakthrough. And you all, you playing every, all your games, eating all your... Oh, no. No, no. We have to afflict our soul during the fast. We have to afflict our soul during the fast. Let me say this. If it don't hurt you, you ain't touching God. If it don't bother you, you're not touching God. If it don't affect you, if what you did didn't affect you, you didn't affect God. It's a sacrifice for a reason. It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. Remember I told you I don't eat meat? Guess what? I could have ate all that plant-based stuff. Why? Because it's not me. But why do that? That's pleasure. I'm not trying to make no concessions for my flesh. I'm trying to kill this bad boy on this fast. Oh, you eat that stuff later, bro. But right now, we on a fast. You ain't eating no real meat, fake meat, <laughs> imitation meat, plant-based meat, no meat. Talking to the veterans now. I talking to you're a beginner, hey man. You got your fish and chicken. You know what I'm yeah. saying? For two weeks, yes. fourteen days, the beginners were able to eat one meal of chicken or and or fish and all the vegetables and fruit you wanted and drinking plenty of water. And then we asked you for the last week, that last seven days, to make the sacrifice and let the meat go. Come on, man. We we couldn't lay it out no plainer than that. I ain't even going to say what I see in the spirit. I ain't even going to say that. Let's, let's keep reading. Let's just keep on reading. Verse 13, again, now all Judah with their little ones, their wives, and their children. What's the difference between the little ones and the children? I mean, I'm just saying what, you, what the babies was doing. I mean, they like the babies. I know they was giving their milk. I'm sure they was giving them. But they, they're like, baby, you know what? We ain't getting you no cookies or nothing. No, I don't know. But anyway. But yeah, their wives, their children, look, they stood before the Lord. They all bore them before the Lord. They all came to church. They was all on one accord. Verse 14 said, the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazah. He's a prophet. Amen. The son of Zechariah. Amen. Come on, let's go to verse 15. Let's keep moving. I got I got We got to take a time. Verse 15, he said, listen, all of you, this, the Je- Jehazah, I mean, um, my man, the guy I just told y'all about, Jehazel. He said, he said, <laughs> He said, listen, all of you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem dismayed because of this great stand that saints. Any battle that we were entering to, any opposition that we're entering to is not yours, is the Lord. You don't have to fight in this battle. Put your gloves down. Amen. Put up, put up your weapons. You don't have to cuss nobody out. You don't got to do none of that. You don't have to fight in this battle if you allow God to fight for you because he wants to fight for you. Verse 17 Say, you need not fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Glory to God. Position yourselves. Amen. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Get in position, saints. Let's get in position this year. 
Let's get in position this year and stand still. Let's get in position because in position, that's how we fight. We fight from a position of being healed, from a position of breakthrough, from a position of already having our needs met. We are in a position already. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We fight from a position. Glory to God. We don't fight from a position of, of broke, busted, and disgusted. Amen. We fight from a different position. We're seated with Christ. We're in heavenly places. Our position is heaven. We fight from heaven to earth, not from earth to heaven. You got to know where you're seated, saints. And when we fight, we fight from that position. We don't fight from a lowly position. No, we fight from a heavenly, a kingdom position. Thank you, Father. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem. O Judah. O praise and peace. <laughs> o Judah is praise and Jerusalem is peace. Shalom. O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. Amen. He said position yourself. Prepare yourself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Discipline yourself this year. I believe the Lord has positioned each of us for something great this year. Something greater than where we are this year. It's, look, it is, that, is, that is not something that we can't believe God for. Amen. Verse 18. And then he says, and Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face to the ground. He humbled himself. He bowed his head and his face to the ground. I wanted to lay out on the floor when the, when the song was being played, when the young lady was dancing. I mean, that's just, I mean, you just got to know where you come from. Man, if, if you really, really know where you came from and you really appreciate what God has done, don't nobody got to pump you up. Don't know God got to prime you. Try to get to the get to deep, get in your well and just knowing alone what he has done. Just knowing what he's done for you. God, you don't have to do anything else. Just saving us and delivering us and and and, and putting us on the right path, man. Giving us our sanity and our mind. Oh, Jesus. told a man, young man yesterday, I, I said, man, you know, what profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? The greater blessing is, is in the afterlife. This, this time is fleeting, saints. Time is fleeting. It's moving on. Our life in the book of James says, but a vapor, man. It's, it's here today and it's gone, it's gone today. We can't we can't put all our eggs in the earth basket. We got to prepare for eternity. Yeah, Jesus paid the price. We're saved. When you die, you're going to heaven. But, but I don't just want to go to heaven. I'm thankful, but I want to go with rewards. I want to go doing the will of God. I want to be in his will. I want to make sure. I told the brother yesterday, I said, man, I said, when I get to heaven, my storehouse is going to be empty. They're going to be like, great day, boy, you, you, you bought everything to earth. I said, I sure did. You said I could have it. Why would I leave it up in heaven? So many things are just left in heaven, up in our storehouses, because of a lack of access in heaven to bring it to earth. In your life, body parts, glory to God. And we pray for new hearts for people. Young lady, I mean, we, oh, oh my goodness, a new heart, and God gave her a new heart. Prepare herself to leave this place. We went up there and laid hands on her. I said, Lord, give her a new heart. Why? Because I know about the storehouse. I know what's in heaven. I don't want an old written, I don't want something old. I want something new. Give her a new heart, a brand new one. Well, she thought she was setting the stage to leave this place. God, that girl, it's been, what, six years now. And I see her on posting stuff on Facebook. I go, boy, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. It's your belief. 
problem sometimes with believers is just they don't believe. <laughs> they don't believe. And it's the believing that separates us from the world. Because we believe this Bible. They, they, they say, you're foolish for believing this. You believe that? Yep. Every part of it. All of it. That's what separates us from the, from the world. Our belief. Oh, okay. Praise team getting ready. Okay, praise God. Hold on, hold on. Verse 18. 18. Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord. I'm not going to ask you to bow when they praise I want you to pray. I want you to praise God. I want you to get something in your mind, something in your head. I want you to see something that's been a hindrance, something that's been a stumbling block, something, amen, that you're trying to get over. It could be a big wall. You just need to clam over that bad boy. I want this. Use your praise. Use your praise, glory to God, amen, to cause the breakthrough. <laughs> you know, a wall fell because of a shout. What can fall in your life, amen, because of a shout? Some of us are too quiet. And God wants to do something in your life. And you're not loud enough. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. They're going to say something about that in a minute. Let's see. Then the Levites are the children of the Korahites and the children of the Korahites. Hey, boy. Stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel. Everybody, look, with voices what? Y'all ready to stand up and sing with voices loud and high? Look, the word's going to be on the screen. Word's going to be on the screen. Look, we have plenty of dance floor. Amen. We ain't going to turn no lights off. Praise God. But the dance floor is open. You understand? You want to get closer to the altar? Amen. You can. Amen. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't be worrying about nobody besides you around you or nothing. This, your, your praise, they got nothing to do with nobody else. You understand? But God know. And when God see your praise and see how you go hard for him, he's like, oh, shucks. We're going to have expectation. Man, testimony's going to roll in. Boy, they gonna, look, they're going to roll in when we leave. They're gonna, something's going to happen while we're praising that you're going to get the report on later. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. Look, it's going to break while you're praising. It's going to happen while you're praising God, but you're not going to get the report to later, glory to God, of what happened while you were praising God. Jesus had spoke a word, and, and they came in and, and came on to him and said, don't even worry about it. Jesus already done it. The word already went ahead of you. Your praise is going to go ahead of you. Your praise is going to go ahead of you. Amen? Look, so they rose early in the morning, verse 20. Praise God. We're going to lift our voices up. Amen. We're gonna, we ain't worrying about what nobody else thinking. So they arose early in the morning, went out to, into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O kingdom life, and you inhabitants. <laughs> o Jerusalem. Okay, all right. Hear me, O uh, Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Listen to this. This is so significant. All you have to do right now is believe the words I just told you. I promise you, it ain't even me that's going to bring it to pass, but because you believe the prophet, God's going to call something. Oh my, if, you, if you obey God today, look, I ain't asking you to line up and sow $100 seeds. You ain't got to worry about it. Keep your money in your pocket. This what, is what, this what you're going to do. Believe the prophet, believe the word, act on the word, and leave the results up to God because it's going to happen. It's gonna happen. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Verse 21 said, and when he had consulted with the, with the people, amen, I consulted with, the, with, our, with our director of the praise team already. I already talked to her, told them we need another song, amen. I reached out to her earlier this week and said, she, you know, she's like, this week? I said, yeah, 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 this Sunday. Sometimes we just got to sing by faith. We just got to obey God. Look, I heard, I heard the song, you understand, and they got to do the job of singing it, you understand? We ain't saying that a long time, I understand, but God got you. God got you. Amen. It's going to be okay. Amen. Praise God. 
So look, we gonna, he said, he said, he's appointed those who's going to sing to the Lord and who shall praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now, when they begin to sing, come on, praise sing, come on up here. Come on, come on, come on. Come on on up here. Ooh, Jesus. Listen to this. Listen to this. And y'all get ready. I want you to get in position. Position yourself. Position yourself. Position yourself. Glory to God. The Bible says, the Bible says, when they begin to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people. Listen, against those that are coming against you. The Lord is going to ambush them. The Lord is going to come against it. The Lord is going to cause the breakthrough. The Lord is going to cause the favor. The Lord is going to cause the release. The thing that you're believing God for. Now is the time. Now is the time. Glory to God. God been waiting for such a time as this. Hallelujah. He's setting up ambushes of those that are coming against you. We're going to praise them in advance. Things that have been set up against your destiny, we're going to praise it in advance. Things that have been set up against your future, we're going to praise them in advance. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? I don't know, y'all quiet. Y'all ready? If the Holy Spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Kingdom Life VA. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages like this.